Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Llewellyn, I have to give you major props. You want to know why? Can you guess? Why? Uh, no. Um, because you recently started Duolingo, and you are killing it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, for those of you who don't do Duolingo or, you know, don't know what that is, it's an online learning language app. Um, are you learning Spanish, Portuguese? Um, I'm just doing Spanish because I already, I mean, I took like two years of Spanish in high school. So Mm -hmm. really it's not fair to say I'm crushing it because I'm just reteaching myself the same words I've known. I Um, mean, that's the same thing that I'm doing with French to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to learn Portuguese at some point. But they're, like, kind of similar, so I don't... I tried to, like, start doing them both at the same time, and I was like, this is going to get too confusing. Oh, gotcha. Well, I mean crushing it, because not only are you on, like, past your seven-day, like, learning streak, I mean, which you've already passed, um, but also, like, we were paired up in a French a friend's quest and you like completely blew me out of the water <laughs> in the amount of XP that you earned. And I was like, man, I remember being at the beginning of my streak too, and I was just killing it. So I'm, you've rejuvenated my efforts. That's um, good, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so how are you liking it so far with like the gamification of it? Um, it's good. I mean, sometimes the sounds that they make get annoying. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's good. It's it's easy to learn i feel like um and I've, I've just started getting to the part where they like have you type it more than like yeah. speak it or because at first i was like honestly this is so easy because they're giving you the answers right and i mean a, a lot of the exercises you can even click on the words and it'll tell you what the word is and so i'm like this is like kind of cheating um mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't honestly think I'm learning anything, but now I'm getting to the point where like I have to like type in things or I have yes. to use like in Spanish as is, I'm sure every language they've got like the male and female like version of the same word. And so you're like, mm-hmm. wait, is this like, which one do I use? And just all those things. And, like, do I put an S on this? Do I not put an S on this? So trying to remember those, I'm like, oh goodness. But yeah, I am. I'm definitely curious, like, because you're learning Spanish and I'm doing French. I took four years of French in high school. You took Spanish in in high school. So it's like Duolingo, like, if you think about it, it has to start off as if you don't know anything. So, of course, they have to allow the button, like, each word to be able to be tapped on and giving, like, given the definition of it. Because they just start off with, like, sentences. Yeah, that's true. You're like, wait, and <laughs> And for me, I'm like, well, even, like, even if I test it in poorly, I can still, like, remember things quickly. So it didn't start feeling challenging or, like, at least I didn't feel like I had to put any sort of effort into it or, like, real memory until, like, halfway through the first, um, I guess, like, section because it's like the sections are like the big buckets then each then each section has like a bunch of units then each unit has a bunch of lessons and then a bunch of lessons have a bunch of like sessions or something like that like it breaks down like even more um so i totally like feel what you're saying when you're like it wasn't really challenging i'm like this is easy <laughs> like oh just wait 
but it, it is unfair when you've come from like I at least knew something going into it but anyways yeah, just had I to did, give you some props I did try but, like a lesson in Portuguese thinking like yeah. oh because I've done Spanish like maybe I'll understand mm-hmm. but um, no words are totally different but they yeah. did start with the same like the same idea so like in Spanish I don't know what you started with in French but in Spanish we started with like a boy cats a girl and dogs and girls and dogs. yeah 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 we haven't done cats or dogs yet but we did like okay. a man a woman a boy yes. a girl like those types of things and Portuguese did the same thing so I was like okay. oh so if you did them simultaneously, you could learn, like, probably similar words at the same time. But I was yeah. like, these are too these are too similar to learn at the same time. I would need to learn, like, like Spanish and French. I feel like you could learn simultaneously because they're different enough yeah, to not, like, right. confuse. But yeah. Like, no. Or, like, Polish and French. <laughs> yeah, or, like, German and Spanish. German. You're like, those are totally, totally different things. But yes, they are, are separate for sure. No, that's good. Well, props to you because I was like... Go Llewellyn! Um, cheering you on from afar. Um, so anyways, Thanks. let's hop into this episode. Um, let's continue on from where we stopped off last week. Yeah, so as a reminder, this was a two-part episode that they aired on the same day. Um, so the description will be the same, but this is season six, episode 16, titled The One That Could Have Been Part Two. Uh, This part was written by David Crane and Marta Kaufman, directed again by Michael Lembeck, and originally aired on February 17th, 2000. The gang ponders what might have been if Ross had stayed with his lesbian wife, a married Rachel had fallen for Days of Our Lives star Joey, a portly Monica had been obsessed with losing her virginity, Chandler had been a struggling writer, and Phoebe had been a stockbroker. I still can't get over portly. That's what I named our episode last week. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Because it was, like, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think we mentioned in last week's episode, my DVD collection mm-hmm. put these two episodes together, so I don't have a soft open. Was there a soft open on your end? Mm, no. Okay, but you did have um, the new credit. Yeah, I will say that the openings from week to week, so I know that you had one alternate reality shot of the fountain, and that was your beginning credit scene, whereas I had a normal one, and then this episode, or I had, oh, sorry, the soft open during the credit scene was like a continuation of the new iteration of characters so like you know how the when the couch tips like that's kind of at the end of one version it was at the beginning of this version and it has like dr drake writer chandler in it fountain dancing karate ross and like sexual advance hindrance carol like they were all done almost like reality show i don't know It it. it seemed different even than the first episode for me okay Cool. Well, mine just rolls right into the main part of the episode. Mm -hmm. So we start in Ross and Carol's apartment, and Ross is still going on about, like, stirring up their love life, and Carol has provided a long, with capital L, list of women for their potential threesome that they are going to have. I did a little bit of math, 
I counted the rows on those papers. There is about 18 to 20 rows. There are six full pages and at least two names per row because she cuts the page in half. That means there's anywhere from 216 to 240 women's names listed. I don't even listed. think I know that many women. No, I don't, e- <laughs> don't either. That's insane. It's almost as if she like opened a yearbook and was just like, let me write every woman's <laughs> name down possible. Every woman that I've ever met is on that list, guaranteed, yeah. for her. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Ross gets riled up and he wants to take take this to the bedroom because he thinks like oh this is like our pre whatever like let's go let's go and she's like yeah no I think we should just save this for the threesome um and then this of course cues Ross's karate moves yeah this was a tough scene to watch oh yeah of course Ross thinks that just the talk is foreplay enough and for Carol she's just waiting no. for the actual time to happen it's it's a tough <laughs> right. watch yeah So then we head over to the hospital and Phoebe is still recovering from her heart attack the previous episode and she's going crazy and being very mean to anybody that's in the room. So Ross comes in and he asks the friends if they have told her about being fired yet, but the doctor thinks that they shouldn't tell her because that could quite possibly kill her. Um, And so the friends are trying to think of like ways to suggest her getting a different job um you know like playing the guitar because she did that for a while or becoming a masseuse because (laughs) she likes massages but she just like shoots down both ideas like she's not having it at all and she calls them both like um something along the lines of like poor people's jobs like you don't make money in those jobs so like why would i want them um, She's pretty unbearable. Oh, for in this sure. Scene. Yeah, yeah. You can. It's like, it's like a, the classic like workaholic, like she can't do anything other than her job. Yes, yes. Yeah. So then we go over to Joey's apartment, and Rachel is looking at all of the odd objects that he has, you know, laying around the house, including Pat the dog. Um, and Joey offers her another drink because hers is run out and she tells him like, no, it's probably not a good idea, but then just hands him the glass for a refill anyway, because she's into bad ideas currently, um, before she heads off to the bathroom and she has to state that she's just flabbergasted that she is actually in Joey (laughs) Tribbiani's apartment right now. I enjoy the storyline that in this iteration Joey still gets Pat the dog still gets the white dog I I just yeah. love that about this um, and you know that chair that Joey was sitting at the very beginning while she's kind yeah. of like looking around where he's like in this weird contraption yeah. so that chair is also seen in Lieutenant Worf's quarters in Star Trek The Next Generation in 1987 I also want to point out that Rachel has like bejeweled hair Oh and my that, gosh, I know. <laughs> did you and have you noticed that that kind of came back for a little bit there? It did, um, yeah. Maybe over like last summer through the fall and the winter. I haven't seen it as much anymore, but it definitely hit the socials a little bit ago. Yeah, I don't understand why, but yes. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so we head back to Monica's apartment. And she had made this romantic dinner for her and Roger, you know, full of oysters, couscous, the hopes of her losing her flower, hopefully that night. Um, But, oh, Roger seems to be on board with this idea. Um, He's like really getting into it. But then his pager goes off and he has to go to the hospital. So the night is ruined, as it seems. Yeah. 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 Um, all of these scenes are very quick, so we're jumping around a lot. It really um, is. It was really fast. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to Ross and Carol's, and they're sitting. I, I just love how they, how they like placed everybody in these episodes. So like they're sitting on opposite ends of the couch. Like they couldn't be farther apart from each other. <laughs> um, and Ross tells Carol that they can cancel the threesome if she's not comfortable with it. And right at that time, a knock at the door comes, and it makes Carol jump up to go get it. Oh, yeah. She's girl bolted. not comfortable. She bolted. Yeah. yeah. So enter Susan, who we all know who Susan is. Um, but in this reality, <laughs> she's just a friend. Friend from oh. the gym, I think. Um, and it is instant love between her and Carol. Like, they're looking mm-hmm. into each other's eyes, like... Ross is trying to talk to them and introduce himself and they're not having it. Like Susan hands her, her him her coat and they just like continue right into the bedroom and even close the door behind them before Ross even realizes like, oh, I should probably head in there. Ross. Red flags, man. Red oh. flags. <laughs> There's been so many red flags, but yes. Just red flags. I like how in any iteration Susan ends up being like it it wasn't even a different woman in a different world like reality it still ends up being Susan and I think that's great yeah um okay then we head back to Monica's apartment and Chandler apologizes to her for being there instead of Roger being there um and then mimics Roger by like telling boring facts and Monica gets upset because she was you know looking forward to this night and tells Chandler that he doesn't understand how important this night was which makes Chandler kind of like perk up because he really wants to know why it was so important to her so she eventually caves and tells him and he's surprised to learn that she's a virgin um and she continues to like make fun of his apparently nine times that he's been with a woman with women and um, she states that she's going to die a virgin. And he is super sweet in this moment mm-hmm. and just tells her that, you know, you're sweet, you're wonderful, and it's going to happen for you. Um, and Monica doesn't quite know how to take, like, his sweetness. So she jokingly asks if he would like to do it with her. Where And he just, like, quickly responds, okay. <laughs> like... Chandler does um, mm-hmm. and then they both take it back like immediately because they realize like we just admitted to wanting to sleep with each other yeah they're both sort of freaking out and yeah. and yet wondering like is the other person wait are you telling the truth or right like is they're trying to or... yeah. yeah they're trying to be the one that backs out first but then they have mutual interest yeah yeah it's great it was a it was a sweet moment for sure he very eagerly agrees. I also <laughs> I also really liked when when Chandler's sort of prying at the beginning and he sort of 
like cuts off as if like he's not going to keep asking questions and he goes what was tonight <laughs> like he just cannot yeah. help himself but to ask and pry um it's a really like it's a really funny exchange and also sweet as well so you're getting like both of their personalities like all together yeah it was good um so then we jump back to joey's apartment and Rachel is definitely drunk at this point in time and mumbling about how, like, how he knows the difference between himself and his character. Um, <laughs> oh, Rachel. Which, just like a, a non, like a sober Rachel probably would never have asked that question. So just to reiterate the point that she's drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up, like, falling off the couch and Joey moves in for flirt, like, to flirt with her and kiss her. As they pull away, she begins gagging on something. Like, she's gonna vomit. And it quickly cuts away from that scene. You can tell she's trying to drink just to take the edge off. Because I think her conscious is getting to her. Oh, for sure. Because even though, like, she... she, like It's very apparent that she wants to. Like, every part of her wants to. But then, like you said, like, her conscience is not allowing her to because she knows it's wrong yeah so she's having to drink to try and like suppress that yes exactly yeah yeah um so we cut back to monica's and monica and chandler are debating whether they should sleep together or not Mm -hmm. like a classic like back and forth monica and chandler chandler Mm -hmm. feels there would be too much pressure on him because he is not a virgin but monica reassures him that she has nothing or like she has nothing to compare him to so what would she even know um it's a valid point it is a valid point yeah um so they agree that they're going to do this one time (laughs) and then they go back and forth like we shouldn't do this we should do this we shouldn't we should um and he moves in she freaks out they're like let's turn lights off so they do that and then chandler mistakes the couch (laughs) for monica (laughs) not a strong start no, it's just like the little things I feel like they like plug into the episode just to like remind Get us that she's and... still like big Monica too. Yeah. 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 Um, but it cuts to what we would assume was a commercial at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it comes back to Monica and Chandler in bed and ev- very apparently she has been deflowered. Post. Yeah. Post. Yes post-coital is that what mm-hmm. Sheldon calls it mm-hmm. um they both loved it and they agree to go again right in that moment <laughs> I think what I love about this is it's a classic friends to lovers trope and I'm obsessed with it I'm obsessed with the classic friends to lovers it's great yeah yeah um, okay, then we hop back to Joey's apartment again, all over the place. Um, Rachel is passed out on his couch, uh, mm-hmm. and we find out it's the next morning. She has thrown up, and Joey saw everything. Um, she immediately feels terrible because she's married, and she feels like that's why all this bad stuff is happening. Um, but Joey like comforts her and offers to give her a ring from the show t- as a symbol that she's a good person and didn't go through with cheating, even though she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Which was, it was another sweet moment for Joey, I feel like, especially because he is such a player. Yeah. And he could have done that differently, but 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I have to ask, though, the ring didn't clue Joey in at all that she might be married. She is wearing what is equivalent to a rock on her finger. So I found it a little redundant that she had to say, I'm married. As if she hasn't been wearing her wedding ring the entire time that they've been interacting, like over the course of what I can assume are several days. Yeah, but I mean, we don't really know what Joey would have been like had he stayed on the show. Like, maybe he doesn't care about... True. ...about that. We Like, we know Joey in our timeline, like, wouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. this Joey might be like, oh, I'm above that, so I'm going to do it anyway. Do whatever I want, because I'm famous, so who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And then there are so many dog and feline statues in that apartment. <laughs> There's the pather- panther up against the wall, pat the dog... I think the, I think the coffee table, also is like a cat underneath it. Maybe like a panther type. I can't remember specifically, but it it just seems a lot of Joey's taste has not changed. Let's just say that between <laughs> like the the past and the current renditions yeah. of him. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, we head back to the hospital, and Phoebe is dressed to go on what she says is a walk. Um, Joey and Ross ask if she's going to go use the payphone to call work and she reassures them like no I'm just walking the doctor said it's good to get up and walk but as soon as she leaves the room and I don't know why they believed her but as soon as she leaves the room she books it out of that hospital to go to work or offered to go with her they're right there to see her so for her to leave the room and then just sit there right seems like a bad storyline yeah Um, But anyways, while the guys are in the room, uh, Ross asks Joey if he's ever had a threesome. And Joey says he's flattered, but no, he's not going to do that with Ross. Um, (laughs) But he is shocked when he finds out that Ross has, in fact, now had one. And he's thrilled for him, but uh, he keeps pressing that he wasn't really involved all that much. And that Susan practically, like, kicked him away multiple times. So we find out that he ended up just going to the kitchen and making a sandwich, which Joey was thrilled about. Yeah. Uh, Joey's fashion in this scene, I think, is a yes. He looks very polished, and I love it. Um, yeah, I just had to say that, because I think actor Joey has great fashion sense. Yeah, it's probably a thanks to whoever dresses him. And money. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Having money helps. <laughs> that helps. Um, okay, so we head back to Monica and Chandler's, and Chandler enters giggling about their festivities the night prior, mm-hmm. um, before asking if you know they want to go at it again tonight. And Monica tells him that Dr. Roger is coming over, and she is feeling confident, like this is going to be the night that she, she and him, you know, get down to business, and. Chandler is like clearly not okay, but he's trying to act as if he's okay and he won't say anything. Yeah. And that's kind of where we leave it now. He's very hurt. Yeah. It's the classic like where Monica and Chandler are now in their relationship where they like want to like they they should talk about something but they won't talk about it. Yes, the miscommunication. <laughs> uh, we have talked yes. about that a lot. You're right. Yeah. Well, it'll never stop. But yes. Doesn't Chandler do the karate? from Ross too. He Doesn't does do right here, yeah. As like a way to kind of temper um yes, his, his expectations and the lack of meeting them. Yes. 
what I've what I've realized is every single storyline has to do with sex and the majority of the storylines also have to do with some fort some sort of cheating yeah in order to make it happen and i don't love that (laughs) the entire episode is based on sex and cheating in all the scenarios yeah no that's good that's a good catch and i don't love it yeah but continue i'm glad this is like temporary (laughs) yes that this is not our real friends's life yeah all right so we head to rachel and barry's house to the only Mm. appearance of barry and it's very quick in and out she -hmm. walks in on him with a girl in bed because he thought she would be gone all weekend and that's it really yeah bad um in the same way that carol still ends up with susan barry still cheats on rachel the idea i think of this alternate reality is that it's not too far off it's just an extended version of where they were previously if they hadn't changed quick enough yeah so we head to phoebe's office and she walks in ready to work but Mm -hmm. is immediately told that she does not work there anymore she was in fact fired but she doesn't accept this and she tells her boss like no i'll just like make this little section right here my office like i'll (laughs) i'll I'll do what i need to right here um but she her boss is like no like you're, you're you're done i told the guy on the phone that you were fired um, but she just gets like so riled up and starts yelling at him yeah. to the point where she starts having another <laughs> heart attack. He called her Phoebes. Did you notice that? Oh, he did. I didn't catch that. He did only once. And towards the front end of this scene. But I was thinking only only her friends call her Phoebes. So that was really strange. And then there was a classic orange apple computer in the oh, there back. there was? I didn't even catch it. Yeah, on the desk behind, I guess where maybe her desk used to be, it was an orange apple laptop. And you know how the logos, when you put your MacBook, when you open up the computer, the Apple logo is like gravitationally top to bottom. It was flipped upside down. So oh, that so means, that it looked correct when it was closed? Yes. Interesting. So, so even though it's flipped up in the scene, the Apple logo is upside down. And then it has the orange, like, at the wow. top. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, it's funny, like, now, and I mean, maybe Apple did sponsor them back then, but, like, now if a company doesn't sponsor a show, they have to, like, cover the sticker or cover, right. like, the Apple. Or I've seen, like, Dell computers that have, like, a sticker where the Dell logo is. And I'm like, yep, that's just so funny. Yeah. Um, so we head to the cafe and Rachel storms in asking Ross for Joey. Uh, she wants him to know that she will not throw up on him this time. Um, <laughs> and she sits Ross down and starts to tell him about what happened and reams him out for the whole male population, asking if wedding vows mean absolutely nothing to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's on the hunt. She is, yes. And he apologizes on their behalf before <laughs> confirming that she slept at Joey's the night before. Like, you are aware that you almost did what your husband did to you. Yeah. Which was a good call. He was like, are, 
so I get you didn't go through with it, but you thought about going through with it. So, um, and he goes on and then he blows up on her saying that some guys do whatever it takes to make a marriage work, um, before Mm -hmm. essentially like explaining his situation without saying it was him. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Ross or Rachel breaks the news that, you know, it sounds like this woman you're talking about is actually a lesbian. And Ross, in that moment, like, finally has an epiphany. Like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is interesting, like how you said, like, all the storylines, even though this is a different, like, reality, they yeah. do somehow st- still end up close to what is reality for us. Ross Ross still pines after Rachel. Monica and Chandler still wind up together. Joey would still be a good person deep down. Carol's gay and everyone is cheating. <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then we head back to Monica's apartment and Chandler has destroyed her date by having Dr. Roger paged away. He wants Chandler, you sly dog. I, yeah. He really wants Monica to be with him. He likes waking up next to her um, and states that it's because she's already a friend. Like, it's different when you wake up next to just some woman you don't know, but when you wake up to somebody who's your friend. Um, And he gives her all the reasons. And then he does classic Chandler, gives her all the reasons that she won't want him. But she pushes all of those away and runs into his arm to kiss him. Yeah. I, um... I just, I love this because it is, like I said already before, the friends to lovers. And I appreciate Chandler going after what he wants. Yeah. Even as underhanded as it was, I'm like, you made a call so that Roger would be called away so that you could get what you wanted. And it's a cutty, like cutthroat world out there. I'm very proud of Chandler for it. Yeah, it was good. Also, his bangs go, like, in and out of the hole in the hat, which really bothers me. (laughs) Nice. Um, Do you have anything else about the main part of the episode? Um, I guess I will just call out that in the real reality, this is, like, a slight change. Carol's hair is straight while Susan's hair is curly. In the alternate reality... The, the hairstyles for the both of them are reversed. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's a good catch, though. It's very slight, but it's, I think, once again, just to hit on the fact that this is an alternate reality. It also is the last appearance of both, of both Susan Bunch and Barry Farber. Okay. Um, and then... This is sort of a spoiler, but when Ross dates Charlie in season 10, he relates back to the threesome idea of this episode when she tells him about a relationship problem, even though this is an imaginary event and is not canon to the storyline. So I think the writers forgot about the canon of their own story. Yeah. And he referenced back to this, which is a fake reality. Hmm. Interesting. And then just as like a little, we won't, I won't spoil all of it in case you haven't seen it by some chance of the imagination, but in 
in this alternate reality, Joey and Rachel failed at hooking up, which happens in a similar situation in season 10. (laughs) We have a long way to go to get there, but it's very foreshadowing. (laughs) For sure. All right. So in the tag, we are in the cafe and we find Phoebe playing the guitar in the cafe. And it's some dark song about her former job. So it has come full circle for Phoebe, who is now jobless and playing her guitar. Down to the last storyline, everybody would end up exactly where they are. Yep. If even if a couple years behind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What was your favorite scene? Favorite scene. I think it probably just has to be Chandler and Monica. Once they get together, he's so like smitten with her and willing to risk it all to make it happen. And I really love that, that version of Chandler. What about you? I would, I would say the same. I do. I, I really do like the, he's not afraid to go after her. Uh-huh. in this and I don't know if that because I mean in this storyline like he quit his other job and like pursued writing which you know he talked about something he always apparently always wanted to do even though he's never really said it in the show yeah. um, so I think that just the idea of like him sticking up for himself and like what he wants I just love that part of this like alternate and like I kind of wish Chandler and what we know like would have taken some of that mm-hmm. but yeah no, I would agree Um, How would you rate it? Episode rating. This is really tough because even though the storylines, even though the, I guess the, the, the scenes themselves are okay. Um, as I pointed out earlier, the fact that they're all based on everybody wanting to get some and, all three storylines having to do with some semblance of cheating. It's just like, it's funny in the fact of, you know, portly Monica and Chandler being a writer and Joey making it. But I think I'm going to have to give this a, a Marcel. Okay. You? Um, I mean, similar, like it's not one that I, it's not one that I remember a whole lot and I probably won't really go back and watch it. So I'll probably just give it like a, an, Oh my God. Um, just because it, it was funny in some sense, but it's not the best version of the friends. I would take so. their throwback episodes. Oh yeah. 10 times over to this alternate reality one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, Post-show wrap-up, trivia time? Yes. Um, Emily was involved with another guy besides Ross. What was his name? We just watched these Emily episodes. Wait, say that again? Emily Emily was involved with another guy besides Ross. What was his name? Besides Ross. (laughs) I don't know. It's the guy she gets married to, isn't it? After she divorces Ross? 
It's not like oh. Larry or something, is it? Not even close. <laughs> I give Col- up. So. It's Colin. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, okay, speaking bad. of names, the second question is, Uh-oh. what is Joey's mother's name? I also don't know that. <laughs> Teresa? Maria? No, sister. Marie? <laughs> oh, no. It's Gloria. Just thinking wow, of Italian names. we failed. That was a big L on today's <laughs> on today's episode. <laughs> All right, let's fly through some social media spotlight. Um, we had. Oh my gosh. Acacia reached back out to us and said, listening to the latest episode, did you guys go to the uh, Predators versus Flames game? Was on the edge of my seat for that game. You guys won the shootout for that one. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't, was it the, was it the Flames? It was the, was it Kraken? Kraken? It was the Kraken. Wait. Yeah. Are you sure? It was, yeah, Seattle. The Kraken. You're right. Yeah, it, it was, was Seattle snake. Kraken. Yep, on the 23rd. Yes. Okay. No, Acacia, it was the Kraken, but we did win another shootout like a game or two later. Um, and so, oh my gosh. So you must be a Flames fan. <laughs> yeah. At least the Flames are in the, the Stanley Cup like playoffs. So good for you guys. <laughs> so it didn't really matter that we beat you in a shootout because the Predators are we got eliminated so which was very sad um so congrats um have fun cheering for your team man um that's funny that's good um we got to reach out from a new friend pete piazza uh called us out big time and it's probably me because i think i say this the most they said i listen because you make me laugh plus i have been a fan of friends since 1996 you were <laughs> You use the word like way too much, but you still make me laugh. <laughs> it's me. Okay. I know it's me. It's a generational thing, okay? Our generation says it so much. I remember being in school and having a teacher that every time we said like, he would call us out and then we'd have to make up a new phrase to to like communicate. See, there it is again. To communicate what we were trying to say as opposed to like, adding in the word like I, I told you it's me i'm sorry pete i'm sorry <sighs> pete calling us out i kind of secretly love it when we get called out i don't know why it just makes me laugh it just keeps yeah. me humble <laughs> we're human so it's all good we we had uh grace reach out to us she sent a i guess it was like a meme or something or someone posted on Facebook, I guess. She screenshot it, shared it with us, and it says, So I have found something I consider to be brand new information. Remember Earl, who was depressed and Phoebe tried to sell toner to him over the phone? Or, yeah, Phoebe was trying to sell toner to that guy that worked in that one place, and he was so depressed that he wanted to commit suicide, and Phoebe was trying to like talk him off the ledge. Well, the actor played a small role in Malcolm in the Middle as a depressed guy. And look what his job is. And in the thing, it says, I have a great job selling toner over the phone. So I guess he sells 
oh, this must have been a nod to his character on Friends. So it wasn't him as his character, but it was nod to his character on Friends, which is just kind of like a weird connection. Um, Grace said she never watched Malcolm in the Middle, but thought it was kind of a really neat, you know, connection. Um, and then she sent us a couple of voice messages. I'm going to listen to that later. And we'll get back to you separately just because she sent a lot. So um, then we have a new friend, uh, Fakusoria. Fakusoria. Oh, I, always. Um, they said, hi, I don't know if you're going to read this, but I'm Fasu or Faku, and I'm listening to you guys from Argentina. I'm loving your podcast. I started it one week ago and I'm about to finish the first season. I wanted to tell you that you are helping me a lot with my English and entertaining me every morning. Keep reporting, uh, recording this podcast. Oh, thank you. That's sweet. Those are the sweetest when I get those. I think I just enjoy how we've received a lot that say you're helping me with English. We have our Swedish friend. We have several from like Argentina and Portugal. And um, I, I know more, but I love how they reach out and say, Hey, you're helping us with English, which I think is such a great. And that's, apparently, the that, word we help them with most is like, yeah, they'll know that very well. Um, but that's what they say to get familiar in another language that's not yours is to watch movies, listen to music, listen to podcasts that are in that language to get used to listening and sounding the cadence of the words. Um, so I think it's a great idea. So. Um, and then Manang, thanks for sending those reels. Um, we got them and we like them. <laughs> and that's it. That is our social media spotlight. So uh, I see that you have a recommend to a friend. And I'm very excited to hear what this is. <laughs> it's not as exciting as you might think. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I talk about musical theater all the time. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and I uh, will probably never stop, so you're welcome. Um, but just through the years, I have collected a lot of playbills, and if you don't know what a playbill is, it's essentially the, the oh gosh, I just lost the word, the program to the show that you're going mm -hmm. to see. So it has whoever's playing, what part, um, and then their ads, sponsors, that type of thing. Um, and it's pretty common if you're like a theater goer and you enjoy those sorts of things to like keep your playbill after. A lot of people get them signed um, at the stage door if you're lucky enough to do that. Um, otherwise, you just keep them. So I've kept mine throughout the years through various shows that I've gone to. I didn't start doing it intentionally until I got a little bit older. Um, mm -hmm. But I have like in all of my moves that I've made like I have a box where they all just kind of sit and um the ones that I've gotten in New York I've always like taken more care of than other shows I go to um they usually get like a protective sleeve and so when we got home this past time from New York I decided I was like okay I need to do something with these so they're not just sitting in a box somewhere also I need to know how many I have so I pulled them all out Mm. I googled like what do people do with playbills because I know a lot of people put them on walls they like make collages whatever but I knew I wanted to keep them so I was like what do I do with these playbills and they have like specific binders that you can buy like from the playbill store yeah but they're ridiculously expensive um oh. and like they're I mean the only nice thing about them is they 
I think they're like a leather material, which is really nice, but then they also like say Playbill on the side, which is cool, but whatever. Um, so then I Googled like, what's a cheap way <laughs> to store these? Cause yeah. I, just to be real, I don't, I don't need that. So people suggested just getting like um, a small binder. So play, most Playbills, at least the standard ones in New York City are eight and a half by five and a half, I think. So like it's a half sheet of paper. If it's like a, a sheet of paper, if you fold it in half, they're like that oh, size. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of people were saying you could buy binders at Target, but I literally couldn't find them in any store around here. All they had were the big binders. And I was like, I don't want a big binder if most of my playbills are like half size. Right. So thankfully I found one on Amazon and I ordered it thinking <laughs> I was going to have, I wasn't going to have too much to fill up an entire binder there's no way so i i bought one and then i bought the mini like protectors for them as well um sheet protectors i kept wanting to call them a screen protector but sheet protector um and they got here and so i i took the time to like go through all the playbills i have and i'm like actually super proud of myself in all of the shows i've seen i had a playbill for every show i've seen all the way back to 2006 which is the first one i saw which was wicked um dang yeah, so I had every single playbill. Wait, two thousand six. Yeah, I saw oh, it in I, Chicago. I, I saw I saw Wicked in Chicago, which was my first musical. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I so that was the first one, and of all of the shows I've seen, I only had two ticket stubs that were missing a playbill. So I've managed oh, wow. to keep thirty-two playbills. <gasps> What? Yes. Yes. Um, now, mind you, a big chunk of them are my dad had Dang gotten Lord. me, had gotten me um, like a summer oh, stock yeah. thing with you. for two years. Yeah. So a lot of them were from that same place, um, but they were all different shows. So I still consider them, you know, yeah. labels. Um, but then like, it was so cool to just go back and look at like, I looked at the old the Wicked one and like some of the names like I recognize for... Mm like people that have been on Broadway now and so I'm like oh that's so cool to like to think that like I saw them way back like before they were on like the big stage um which is pretty cool but anyways that was not the point of this the point was that if you're looking for a way (laughs) to store them um that's better than a shoebox because a lot of people do that option too um I just bought I had to end up buying two because only 20 playbills fit in one of these binders um wow and I literally bought that. I bought the screen, pro- or uh, there it is again, sheet protectors. <laughs> and I stuck them in a binder. And I'm going to, I'll probably end up like, because um, there's like a little sleeve on the outside that, on the side of it that I can put something. And I might like create something online and print it to just like mm-hmm. signify like the years or something. Um, but it's nice because then they're, they're staying nice. I can easily flip through if I want to look at them and like what shows I saw and whatnot. So it's, yes, it was very cost effective you can spend $50 on the playbill actual version or you can spend $20 on two binders and sheet protectors on Amazon and that's what I highly recommend that's great I do not have a recommend to a friend this week cool it's time to flip the script there it is (laughs) there it is um okay well next week we are gonna cover the one with unagi Yes, so we will catch you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast. <laughs>